We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. second consecutive day of songs that you just couldn't record anymore. We had uh, Sheena Easton's 9 to 5 morning train yesterday. There's Tammy Wynette, Mike, and Stand By Your Man, 1965. All I can think is, Hillary, I'm not some stand-by-your-man woman. That's right, making, making cookies. cookies. That's right. No, she's not. And I, that's not. But that is not as good as, I ain't nose ways tired. Remember the speech she gave the, at the podium at the, I, the, at the, at the pulpit? I and, do. And adapted that weird that strange, that, that odd thing. Well, I tell you what, they're, they're, every once in a while you put somebody up in front of a black crowd and something weird happens to them dialectically. It even happened to Barack Obama. He got blacker in front of a black crowd. I don't know. Anyway, before, black before I go further into that rat hole, yes. Tammy Wynette's birthday, Tammy Wynette would have been yes. 79 today, passed away back in 98, so the great Tammy Wynette. So. All um, right. Can I do something really fast off this uh, last gentleman? And I love calls and I love challenging calls, and that's great. Here is the juror. Here is Brandon. Brandon Mitchell. Yes, it was the MLK Big March uh, on the anniversary of the I Have a Dream speech, but there he is on a social media photograph wearing a Get Your Knee Off Our Necks t-shirt, a BLM t-shirt, an event at which George Floyd's family was there. It dripped with uh, with with police hatred. And when asked about these things, here is juror Brandon Mitchell, again, a juror whose one job, one job is to deliver a fair verdict. See if this sounds like somebody interested in weighing the facts in the evidence. We weren't watching the news, so we don't know what was going on. Um, we were really just locked in on the case. Um, and then with so much stress coming from the case, mm. I mean, those things are, are so secondary. His legacy is, is now cemented in history. His legacy is cemented in history. Okay. It's, it's now become so much bigger than him and as, a, as an individual. He's now become almost, um, he's become a legacy. And it's a legacy that will forever be here, and it's forever going to—it will hopefully create some change within society. A legacy and change in society. Uh, I'm sorry, is this this an Al Sharpton speech, or is it what a juror sounds like when being interviewed about the facts of the case and weighing them fairly? Derek Chauvin should be released from prison today. Not, Not found universally completely innocent of all charges, but given the opportunity for a fair trial, a fair trial he did not receive. Who's with me? Well, that would be horrible to release Derek Chauvin today just because I the, I, the, I I I meet those words with a sense of dread. Mm-hmm. Now let me give you uh, let me give you some truths to all of this because first of all, it is a fact that Derek Chauvin was entitled to a fair trial. Mm-hmm. It is a fact that he is entitled to an impartial jury. It's apparently a fact that this juror lied uh, under oath. It isn't just the way he represented himself. He, he took an oath and told under oath those attorneys and the court that he did not participate in a George Floyd rally. Now, you could say, well, I mean, maybe he's trying to split hairs and say it was a Martin Luther King Jr. rally. Uh, but if George Floyd's family is speaking, 
And here, he's here's, wearing a, here's the and question. He, here, here's the, and he's wearing a T-shirt. Let me finish yep. this. If he's no, wearing a T-shirt saying, mm-hmm. get your knee off of our necks, and an image of George Floyd, that is uh, most definitely, it seems to me, juror misconduct. And Houston, we got a we big have problem. A problem. Here's the questionnaire. I went looking for the juror questionnaire. It's 16 pages, and there's a lot of stuff on there. Right. Number one did, on this subject, did you or someone close to you participate in any of the demonstrations or marches against police brutality that took place in Minneapolis after George Floyd's death? If that's a no, okay, I take him at, at his word. Here's the other one. Other than what you've already described above, have you? or anyone close to you participated in protests about police use of force or police brutality. Now, you can you can dance on the head of a pin all day and say, I'm just at the Dr. King, I have a dream anniversary. But when you're, you're, you're festooned with a, a get-your-knee-off-our-necks t-shirt, a BLM t-shirt, uh, and, you know, hanging out and hearing the, the words of George Floyd's grieving family, and you get to go to that rally, of course you do, that's fine. That's part of your rights as an American. But that is absolutely... Absolutely something that places you in a situation where you should have answered truthfully on the juror questionnaire, and that would have bounced him from the jury in a Minneapolis minute. It sounds like, a, but but you know, I, I mean, in in a normal time, this would be a grounds for overturning the conviction and mm-hmm. and ordering a new trial. There's nothing mm-hmm. normal about any of this. Uh, you know, let's look at the actions of the juror. Incidentally, he made the decision to go public. He 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 wanted to go on ABC Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. He wanted he, he doesn't go public. This may never get out. I think uh, you know. So he's he's. Well, making- I don't know because it was an uncle who posted the photograph. Um, it, it, his uncle Travis Mitchell. Uh, it's it just a very big happy photograph. And again, other than the trial, there's nothing. It's it's three really happy looking guys at the march in D.C. And here is the next generation being socially active, representing in D.C. My son Marzell, my brother Maurice Johnson, and my nephew Brandon Mitchell. Yeah, but and that's there, only after he went public. I, I mean, what I'm saying is he made a decision. These are, these jurors were secret. These jurors have been protected. Their identity has been protected unless they opt out of that. Unless they cho- choose to go on ABC Good Morning America, right? I mean, the uncle posted the picture after you know, he went on August, with Robin yeah. Roberts, right? right. No, no, That's no, 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 no. The picture was posted right after the march in August of yeah, 2020. But, yeah, you, but, still, but you still but, have a point. You have a yeah, point. Nobody we, said, we, this is my nephew, right, the juror right. on the Derek Chauvin case. We would not know who Brandon Mitchell was had he not identified himself as Correct. A that, and correct. so so that, that goes into it as well. But again, I have nothing but a sense of dread over this, Mark. And let me tell you why. There are mm-hmm. millions and millions and millions of people all over the world who who took a gut punch over George Floyd's death. Mm-hmm. And we should never minimize what that act did to the country and to the world. This is this became a worldwide movement. And I'm not going to relitigate it and go into George Floyd's history and all that. Right. That that cop's knee on that man's neck for nine minutes, nine and a half minutes as it turned out, was was created anguish. Mm-hmm. And 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 I try so hard. I'm the whitest guy in the world. I have no <laughs> idea what it's like to be spend a day in a black man's shoes. Mm-hmm. No idea. But I but I try real hard to appreciate and and recognize the tears, the pain, the horror that that videotape moment caused. Now, do I think that's the way most police encounters go? Absolutely not. Do I believe 99% of cops are good and honorable and decent and, mm-hmm. and brave? You better believe it. So, but but the pain, Mark, 
if Derek Chauvin gets released, as you're calling for, and yep. I get it, if if he if there's a, if this thing gets all up unended, you know what we're going to go through again as a country. You recognize how much pain that's going to cause. So the alternative is we let an unfit juror just go, and we Absolutely let a, not. A, no, and no, we no. Let, we let an unfair trial just go nope. because not we're concerned about people's pain and anguish, and nope. we're concerned about no, rioting. no. And I'm not trying, but don't minimize that. that. I mean, that's oh, un- no, not at all, not at all. I don't. Uh, but I'm with it, you. I'm not. You're right. It, the, he's entitled to a fair. That's he's, right. he, and again, that questionnaire you found, I, and I heard this last night from a guest. We're going to try to get on the show today. I love this prosecutor who's always on with Tucker, a Francie. Um, Forget her last name, Hawks or something. The, the red-haired she, lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's she's so sharp. And I Fran- and H- Hakes H A K E S. Francie Hakes. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to try huh? to get her. But she she said last night that questionnaire is under oath. He lied under oath. He, he didn't just deceive. He he lied under oath. That is that is. In fact, she said there are sanctions against somebody who does that. He could be penalized and yeah. face. Prosecution, and you know what the questionnaire also had. Let's not trip over this. Did, did he can say, "Listen, I wasn't really technically at a BLM rally." Blah, blah, blah. He said, "Have you or anyone close to you been to something like this, a BLM thing, a police violence thing?" So nobody. And listen, uh, God bless them. They get to go to Washington. They get to wear BLM T-shirts. That's fine. You're going to tell me that nobody, nobody in his circle of close associates uh, was was in Minneapolis protesting anything. Okay. The trial the trial was all about a police officer's knee on somebody's neck for nine and a half minutes. If you've got a T-shirt on at a rally, say, get your knee off our necks again, that's a problem. I think he's plugged in. So that, right. I think there's an issue here. Now, let me go to a political point that you raised earlier today about Liz. I love this debate about Liz Cheney mm-hmm. and what it means, what it represents. Because i got a funny feeling here. I've I got a, a queasy feeling. That she might survive. I, I could be That's, wrong. The establishment always has a, a card up its sleeve. Absolutely. You better believe they do. Mm-hmm. And and the, your Kevin McCarthy and the rest of them are kind of up against that that machine. But I want to make a point about because uh, they're all watching this because they're saying this is what's what the today's Republican Party is going to look like. Is and, and your monologue this morning about the fealty to Trump and 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 how we're portrayed is just blindly following him. That's a little little known fact about at least Stefanik who is mentioned as her, as Liz Cheney's successor in the Republican leadership, mm-hmm. Liz Cheney voted in line with Donald Trump 92.9% of the time. Mm-hmm. Elise Stefanik, according to Byron York, voted in line with Trump 77.7% of the time. You know why? So, so here's why. It's, if, if the, the numbers matter. Early on, her ascendancy, her first election there in New York, was as a kind of a New York Republican kind of center-right. Right. Trump made her more conservative. Trump turned her into oh, a stronger I'm not, conservative. I'm not, I, I look at those numbers yep. as, as a defense of the of the charge, the scurrilous smear that we're all just blindly with toadies yep. and we've got to be 100% with Trump. Uh, at least Stefanik, whatever her evolution, has yep. not been 100% with oh, Trump. Exactly so be right. it. She and I'm tired for of herself. People, I'm tired of people giving me tr- Liz Cheney's conservative past. The moment she decided to jump into the cauldron of Trump hatred, we're done. That's it. Goodbye. Exactly. You are no longer a fit. That is a decision she made, and decisions have consequences. And speaking of Byron York, he raises yes. a great question in his column. What's Liz Cheney's 
Endgame. What's she trying to she's do? Trying here, to run, just, just, I tell you what, if you know what it might be, I swear to God, I've just seen it with this Michael Wood in this Texas 06. These Trump haters think that half the party is coming their way. God, how many times do we have to hit them in the head with a brick at, at the know. ballot box to show them that it's not true? She may be running for president. That may be it. She may be running for president. There's All another. Right. There's another agenda here with her because she doesn't need to do this, and she's not telling the truth. There's nothing. Nobody's going around asking you, "Hey, tell us more about Trump." No. You know, I mean, but she's doing. In this, there is an end game. And yep. finally, final question this morning: yeah. Will you tell me why, in God's name, this miserable human being, this this despicable, disgusting, racist woman who was pulled over by the cop, mm-hmm. as exposed by uh, the, the Bill Malugan, this new Fox News reporter out of yep. L. A. Why has she not been identified yet? I, okay, honestly, because I, I I looked, she's blurred out on the video. I asked toward the end of yesterday's show, is she black? And it turns yes. out she is. Now, why does this matter? Doesn't, inherently, things like that don't matter at all. But she was, so you're you're just a Mexican racist, a Mexican racist calling the LAPD. You're always going to be a Mexican. You're, you're never going to be white. You'll never be white. You, all you want to be is white. You're a think murderer. I said, this mm. sounds like an odd gripe from somebody of another minority looking at somebody of another minority and saying, you know, we're, we, we should be together against the white man and you'll never be white, et cetera, et cetera. And you're a Mexican racist. Now, your question is perfect. 30 seconds, I, 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 she's being protected because she's part of a protected class. White racists get dragged. Their, their addresses wind up online. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm looking at the story right now. A 35-year-old California woman yep. is reportedly facing hate crime charges after alle- allegedly harassing a That's black it. Amazon delivery driver. Bill Malugan, Julie Warland is accused, blah, blah, blah. So they identify somebody who is despicable towards an Amazon delivery yeah. driver, yep. a, a white woman, but a black woman who's a racist towards a, a Hispanic cop she's and, not no that I don't I don't believe Fox News is protecting her there's something more there's something well, more well, of this well, story. Bill Malugan said we know who she is but we're not identifying her because we haven't spoken to her who gives a rip if you've I know. spoken to there's her there's something else going on here Mark there's got to okay. be another 30 extra seconds what what do you think's going on well what I don't honestly don't honestly don't know but it can't be that we can't reach her that can't be it no, and incidentally no. You yeah. can find out who she is. Yes. I found out who she is in about five seconds. Yeah. There's something called the internet, and she's out there. <laughs> she yes. is a professor, a, yeah. an English professor. Uh, she has about three different names she goes by. She's oh, on great. social media, and, and if this is the same woman, and I have no reason to think it's not, and incidentally, it, it all fits. She's anti-cop. She's yeah. anti-white. She is she's legendary, racist. legendary oh. in making troublemaking complaints about police. Oh, you ought to read they, about this. They woman. know her at headquarters. But but why this isn't in the New York Post or the Washington Examiner or uh, I don't. I, I mean, that, there's got to be more to this story. But hopefully, we'll find out because guess what? She shouldn't be teaching a cocker spaniel. <laughs> Nasty Mike Gallagher. Woman. Everybody Ooh, fires me up. Right, goodbye. Right, man, love you. We're ready. Love you Mike, too. See you. Today at ten on six sixty a.m. The answer.